and then it's not the it's on the list it's not the very first thing but since jeff just said he was going to be uh like 15 minutes behind i'm just going to start with uh that clovers just telling everybody that they have a game this sunday coming up and then we'll run into college football talk about that for a little bit and then hopefully that'll run us to when jeff comes in we'll talk about a bunch of college football when he gets in we'll see if he actually watched the maryland game and talk about that and then jump straight into the nfl and then we'll talk about all yesterday and then at 11.30, we'll go into uh, the Monday night game. <clears throat> I think there are a lot of things to talk about, not just because I'm a Ravens fan, but because the, the truckload, I wanted to say bag full of, but it's more like a truck full of uh, injuries, the busload of injuries the Ravens have right now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which I think has a a lot of people second guessing them, but I technically hey. don't think it's going to be that big of a problem. Good news hey, is man, that they Jeff get to social the distance. Texans were going to win two games, and they're already halfway there. Yeah, I definitely picked. Uh, this week was supposed to be the one week that I thought Trevor Lawrence was going to get a win. and nice. Oh, no, you picked the uh, Jags? I picked um, my pick'ems. Yeah. Terrible. Jags. Like yeah. six wins. Oh, oh, I didn't know you did like a multiple pick'ems each week in that thing. Yeah. So, Glenn, I'm going to do the intro. And you got a chance for seven, right? It's Monday? Yeah. Hey, Glenn, I'm going to do the yeah. intro and the outro. Um, just edit those in. So if you want to just go ahead and start anytime you want, we can start recording. Okay, awesome. Sounds good. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Bringing In Show. It is like the day after Christmas morning for us here. Um, it, it is Christmas morning for me. As you see, I'm rocking my Ravens shirt. I'm excited for tonight's uh, football game. We'll get into that later. I just, I couldn't bite my tongue that much. Um, so we got the Ravens game going on. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go to the market and grab some ribs and just start just start my day i was pretty consumed with football yesterday and my team wasn't even playing so today it's gonna be it's a good thing that there's only one game on i feel like i'm the lucky fan out there us ravens fans the vegas fans we're lucky because you gotta save the best for last right but like I said, we'll get into that later on in the show. I just can't, I can't 
bite my tongue too much about the Ravens big game um, coming up tonight. And it's, it's man. Well, like I said, like I said, let me stop. Let me stop. Um, So with the local news, I want to let everybody know this weekend, Sunday, the 19th, we have the Savannah Clovers in Memorial Stadium. It's their next home game. They have four more home games, including this one coming up. I believe three of them are going to be on Sundays, and the very last one might be on Saturday. So we'll get we'll get you all those dates. Make sure you know exactly when they are. I, I got them right in front of me. The September 19th. Um, October 17th, October 25th, and November 13th. So those are the remaining home games for your Savannah Clovers to make sure you get out and support your home team. Um, As always, socially distanced, masked up. I mean, even if you're vaccinated right now, just, just, just be safe. Numbers are going crazy and, um, I, I expect numbers to go bonkers in college, uh, in the college uh, campuses as well, because, I mean, those those stands were packed. I mean, it, looking at it from a, a fan watching the game and I'm sure being part of the game and that experience, it's amazing having that back. And I know certain places are trying their best to to get fans in but make sure people are vaccinated and things like that i know some college campuses have some uh their mandatory vaccinations and and whatnot but man the games the games and i just want to start Kels. i'm gonna i'm singling you out looking at you because i want to start out talking about that Bulldogs game. And when you look at that game, I mean, you see, all right, UGA versus uh, UAB, University of Alabama, Birmingham, I believe. Uh, The Dragons, they lost their team back in like 2014 and got it back 2018, I believe. Uh, They want to grow and be as big of a program as the University of Alabama. They think they have enough fans down in the state of Alabama to support two strong football teams um, like that they think they can get to. But um, and when you see the score 57 from the number two team to seven by um, Alabama, Birmingham, it doesn't shock you that much, but I mean, I want to throw some things out there like JT Daniels, the starting quarterback for Georgia, not starting. What was going on with him? Is, is it a like stiff shoulder or it's nothing major, right? Just a little minor no. thing. Yes. Something with his hip, but he's, he's okay. Right. His hip. Okay. So, I mean, you had the backup, the senior Bennett out there, I mean, 
he looked better than Trevor Lawrence last year, the way he was throwing the ball. I mean, he threw, he only threw the ball 12 times, 10 of them were caught, five of them were touchdowns. I mean, <laughs> that, those are some good stats right there. Um, I mean, the, uh, it's just this Georgia team is stacked. Like I was telling Jamie yesterday, we had um, one of the running backs, uh, James Cook, James yeah. Cook, the third. brother. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why I was telling Jamie when I was watching that game they were listing things off about James Cook and it was just going in one ear out the other. And then the third thing they say is as Dalvin Cook's little brother. And I'm like, okay, well, I want those three facts back. I was like, why couldn't you have led with, Oh, he happens to be one of the top running backs from last year in the NFL's little brother. And then I'm like, that would pique my interest enough to hear what they were saying. I mean, maybe I should have been paying attention, but you're in and out of a game like that kind of once, once they're putting it up, you're just like, okay, I want to check out Georgia's first, first play on this drive because it's probably going to be a touchdown. But besides that, it's like, I mean, it's, it's tough to watch, but at the same time I was looking through like, remember how I was uh I was checking out the Savannah local uh what was his name Smith from Georgia Nolan Smith I believe and he wasn't even playing he I mean he I think he played but he didn't play much and I feel like it's probably because Georgia was uh shuffling a lot of people through that lineup getting as many people uh time reps yeah they were exactly and yeah, JT out for injury and you had three or four people out with covid okay i i i didn't hear that um but it's like they they're shuffling people in and out and they're still they were still putting it on and i mean yeah it's uab but it was still well, it was still pretty awesome to see that and it shocked me that the defense didn't even give up that touchdown when it was a pick six for you it was a pick six and i mean truthfully if it was a close game it wouldn't have been a pick six but once that interception was thrown the offense was like eh. They score. weren't they weren't trying to no. go after him that it's they all went to a medium jog like okay well we'll just we'll just get the ball back and go from there because I mean at that point I believe it was already 56 or it was like one score away from that it was at the very yeah. end and it was um I mean, it was like the offense was like, and eh, they got that one on us. Well, yeah. we'll go. They deserve that one. Let them get yeah. that one. We don't need to blow them out. We scored too much already. Yeah, cookie. exactly. <laughs> we won't make the defense mad and tackle them on the 10 yard line. So they got to actually give up their first touchdown of the year. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, 
that was a uh, the main game I watched on Saturday. Another one of the games I watched probably the second half to was the Oregon Ohio State game. That's and a good game. It was a good game. Oregon from, like I said, I didn't watch the very beginning of it, but from when I watched on, Oregon was in the driver's seat. Looked like Ohio State. I mean, they were fully capable of being able to come back, but I, it was, uh, it was, they were stopped just short. And um, I mean, the thing that I didn't like, about that game was well i'm i'm glancing over it now at the rankings and the rankings i must have seen last night were not the right rankings because now i now what i was about to say makes no sense because they they threw oregon up into the fourth spot and ohio state down to the ninth when I had seen, I guess, maybe the first mock rag rankings that had come out, I had seen they had only moved Oregon up to like to like seven or something. And they still had Ohio State up at like six or something like they had Ohio State above them. And I, I didn't like that. But they've they have uh, adjusted that. And I was like, because I was like, what do you mean? So, all right, that's. That's looking a little better. I'm glad but, they put Oregon at, at four, Glenn, because uh, A&M had a nail-biter. Yeah. You see that one? I did not see that one. Why don't you take us through it? So, Colorado was up on them like seven to three, like kind of similar to like the Clemson-Georgia game, a lot of defense. Yeah. And it just didn't did not look like A&M was going to find a way to get a touchdown. But AM got the ball back with about like I think Greg told me it was like six minutes left. And uh, you know, Jimbo Fisher and his offense found a way to score and they ended up winning uh ten to seven on the road in Colorado. Okay. Nice. But yeah, I think a lot of experts thought that was gonna be a high scoring game, but it, it just wasn't. Yeah. And now now let me ask you, I'm gonna bounce back to the Georgia game because this is a question I had yesterday uh that I was thinking about. Um now the first game, I know, I know you're going up against a ranked opponent the first game with JT Daniels in um Bennett's in yesterday, throws five touchdowns. Now the week before it was get to the red zone and they were struggling on offense. And some people are saying that's why Kirby smart put up so many points this week uh, because they weren't putting up points last week, but now in another game situation with a, uh, a stronger opponent, what do you feel about Bennett being in? I mean, yeah, it was a lesser ranked team, but he was he was putting air in that ball. And I mean, your wide receivers were getting past people. What do you think about this? Uh, could this turn into a quarterback battle at some point this year? We know we've seen uh, Nick Saban switch quarterbacks towards the end of a year. Um, is this going to be like a, a card that Kirby's holding in his pocket? What do you think about it? I mean, it, it could be because 
Stetson Bennett, man, like he he just does everything right, regardless if he's going to be the starter or the backup. Like he takes his practice reps serious. You know, he was a walk on a couple years back. Like, okay. I mean, and when you're when you're hungry, you're hungry. So I say start whoever gives you the best chance to win. And I think Kirby Smart and Nick Saban would agree with me too. Like, if there has to be a quarterback battle, so be it. Because I mean, it's just going to make your team play better, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how um, how Bennett performs against some other teams. Because I mean, last yesterday he looked like the best quarterback in college football that I saw. Um, but <clears throat> man, I yeah, went up against South Carolina next week, so we'll find out. Yep, and I, I'm not sure who's going to be the starter because I don't know if you know, how serious JT's injury is or not. But I feel comfortable with either one of those guys and with a quarterback battle. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Now, who did South Carolina play yesterday? Because I did Um, see some of that game, but I'm I'm having a tough time remembering. Trying to find it right now. Because they lost. Oh, they did? If um, it might have been one of those games that went down to the wire, the wire, the wire. No, they They played East Carolina. What was was the score? Oh yeah, ECU. What was the score? Twenty to seventeen. That's the. It was seventeen seventeen going into the end, and then South Carolina was able to kick a. field goal so that was that's how that happened um man and then uh oh we got jeff here oh look at look at jeff and i we didn't even plan that but we're both wearing purple must got double be, ravens we got double ravens Double purple. Oh, Jeff's wearing his purple pants too. Oh, yeah. purple Peter eater. Over wait, wait, there. wait. There we go. Ah. Well, in a little bit, I'm gonna go to the grocery market. I'm gonna go grab some ribs, and then after that, I will be walking around in my beautiful Ravens apron. So, I got that going for me. Uh. Sticking with some college football, I want to remind everybody, you're listening to the Bring It In Show. You can catch us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the Bring It In Show. Don't give us a call right now. I won't be able to answer your phone calls. So, um, man, Maryland, Maryland. Jeff, did you watch that game yesterday? Uh, Did you watch any games or on Saturday? No, man, I was coaching my girl soccer. My son had soccer. It was a whole soccer day. So, unfortunately, I didn't. I know know, uh, we played a local uh, HBCU in Washington, D.C. and uh, had a pretty tall spread. What was it, like 60 or 61 or something? I'm not sure. I never saw the spread, so – we covered it, so that's all that matters. <laughs> it was about it was. I think it was like fifty-seven. I don't know. It was. It was up there. It was kind of crazy. Okay, and we got, I mean, uh, Tagovailoa though. Was, how do you say yeah. his first name? 
Uh, I don't know. What is his first name? I know his last name's Tiger. Is it Tylea or something? Ty, how is, is it? Tylea? Is yeah. it something? Yeah, I think it is Tylea. T A U L I A. Oh. T A U L I A. I might have been wrong, but I was close. Oh, yeah. Talia? 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 Talia, we'll go with Talia, 500. Uh, once, I, once I actually watch get a chance to watch a Maryland game, it wasn't on around me, but I have seen that they're going to start putting a couple more of their games on the Big Ten Network, and I'll be I'll be on the search to try to find that. Um, but, man, they were looking good. And just similar to – I don't know how Howard would stick stand up against uh, – UAB, but both had some easier opponents like Georgia. But man, when you, whenever you get to see a quarterback throw up for 62 points, three touchdowns, I mean, yeah, it's nice. It's real nice. So, man. You guys have a slight. I like that you had a slight comparison to Georgia just now with your Maryland squad. I mean, Uh, it was it was very subtle that you put them up there in the top ten just now. I mean, I didn't put them (laughs) in the top ten. I put them in the top five. He did. I was yeah, right. Uh, They put up. They put up some big. Hey, they put up a lot of points in the first two weeks. That's for sure. Yeah, I'll. I'll go ahead and say I did not realize how many close games there were. Like, I didn't realize Notre Dame only beat Toledo by three at home. Yeah. So, is Toledo that good, or is Notre Dame need to change some things around? So, I – yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, I watched that Michigan and Washington game. Um, Michigan did not look that good. Did anybody watch it? Was the uh, Saturday night game? I did not one. catch that one. Yeah, it did wh- t- Michigan won. I'm pretty sure they did. I actually went to bed in like the third quarter, fourth quarter, but uh, it was only ten nothing at one point, and that was like at least the third quarter, I think. Okay, let's see. I'll tell you in a second here. Well, while he's looking for that, also oh. – um, Oh, they, they ended up blowing them out. Sorry, 31-10. Yeah, I thought they won. I just couldn't remember. Yeah. And then a- um, what was the game I was about to say? Oh, Coastal Carolina handled business against Kansas. They, they look good. They beat them 49-22. Wow. Yeah. I mean, another, another team that – was playing somewhat of an easy game this week. Uh, Tulane, who had that close game against um, Oklahoma last uh, week, they beat um, Morgan State like 69 to maybe nothing. I can't remember. uh, Morgan State's right in my backyard, man. Right down the road. You guys hear that? Go to Morgan State, jump over the fence, and you're in Jeff's backyard. That's right. Pretty close. <laughs> you, might, you might have to take a scooter or something. I don't know. Might. <laughs> and then I know a lot of people were wanting to watch this game. Uh, Iowa beat Iowa State by a 10. Okay. And I'm, I'm looking at the rankings right now. 
Maryland got four. They're not in the top 25, but they did get um, 14 votes to get up there. Now, what's I'm I'm still waiting for Tulane to get at least one vote to get into the top 25. They still haven't gotten it. They put on such a good performance against Oklahoma in week one and then 69 to 20 against Morgan State. And I mean, they haven't, they're not allowed to play home games right now. Their yeah. first game was in Norman, Oklahoma. The second game was in Birmingham. Um, now they're going to go up against Ole Miss who's holding on to a 17 spot. I think if they were able to stay within five points of Oklahoma, they should be able to beat Ole Miss. Um, and then once they do that, there's no way they can't get some kind of vote for that top 25, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, this is – they have – Two super important games on their schedule right now, and it's Ole Miss, which is next week coming up. It's going to be on ESPN, too. And um, in, like, five or six weeks, they play number eight Cincinnati, as long as Cincinnati can keep up a ranking like that. But we still are in the era of four college football playoff teams for now. Yeah. Hey, I'm looking at I'm looking at a score right here and it kind of jumps off the board. Uh, I thought Maryland would have been the highest uh, point differential yeah. this week. Uh, apparently it's not. Uh, Oklahoma <laughs> won 76 Bro. nothing against Bro, Oklahoma. Ooh. 76 nothing, dude. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and really? yeah, obviously they probably had their second string in for the whole second half and maybe even some third stringers and they were still torching them. Oh, and then what do you expect? You you remember, you've heard me say it a couple, couple times in the last couple years. Remember when I said Arkansas was a sleeper a little bit, they beat Texas by 19, 40 to 21. Some big games. Yeah, it was a lot of, a lot more big games than I thought. And then BYU beat number 21, Utah. I don't know if they're ranked anymore, obviously, but BYU is looking good, right? Yeah, BYU, man. The last couple of years, they they just look good to me. Yeah, that's is that where Zach Wilson came from? That is, and I was just about to use that as a uh, little pivotal point to uh, jump into yesterday's game. BYU product Zach Wilson who I want to mention is on two of my fantasy benches. Um, good choice. Where he been. Yep, <laughs> good choice. Proceed. Well, in one league, I had who, who, who outscored him? I had Tanny Hill, and we all know how the Titans played yesterday. Mm. Um. Jamie, if you were watching us yesterday, Jamie correctly called that game. He was expecting big things out of the Cardinals defense, which he got. I mean, you got two turnovers by one player, I believe. Wow. Chandler. Um, 
I'm thinking then this, the real story, Murray, though, man, he, he's looking like he was at the beginning of last year. I mean, that oh, dude he was looking fire. I wasn't on the show like yesterday, that. but I called the Arizona Cardinals maybe being better than their rank preseason. Yeah. 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 He did. He did. And then, I mean, not to like jump around the board and all, but who would have expected that San Fran and uh, Detroit Lions game to end up how it did? That was. I didn't see that coming at all. Did they even play defense or what? I don't know what was going on there. The final was like uh, 44 33 or something. Yeah, Yeah. it was crazy. Has anybody heard an updated uh, news story on Mostert's? Oh Name man, I saw, I saw I saw that like he went out, but I I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen any official news. Um, but he went down, and the the hottest guy on the waiver wire in fantasy football. It's no secret he was the leading rusher for this week. Eliza. Elijah Mitchell, Louisiana product. Um, I mean, whoever, whoever the ball in San Fran is going to be good. They're running back, you know. Exactly. And, I mean, what's their depth chart even look like at, yeah. at running back? I mean, it's – I'm surprised we saw the rookie getting so many touches. Um, I mean, yeah. they have two fullbacks – and four, five running backs. How did Sermon do? Yeah, he didn't he, – they hardly gave him anything. Okay, because yeah. like I said, I didn't see any stats or anything for that game. The score just surprised me. So, I, I assume Sermon would have got some touches as he high as the He didn't get scored. any touches. Well, I didn't pick I'm him up saying. in any leagues, so that made me feel good. Yeah, I mean, Mitchell, Mitchell touched the ball 19 times, and then after that, it was uh, – the sermon was Lance. Yeah. Okay. It was Trey Lance and Garoppolo touched it three times each. So, I mean, Trey Lance walks in there. How's, how's Garoppolo feel when he marches down the field and then Trey Lance walks into the red zone and throws this <laughs> touchdown on his very first play? But was, Garoppolo I, got a tutty too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Garoppolo must not look bad. I mean, he was he was out there. They were scoring I mean, points. <laughs> he's he started. He got three hundred and fourteen yards, one tutty. So, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, he's moving the ball. That being said, Detroit has one of the worst uh, secondaries in the league. So, I'm just surprised they kept that ball moving. I mean, I I started DeAndre Swift in in my big league, a fourteen teamer, but I have him in two other leagues. I had to put him on the bench. Man, did I uh, get crushed by that? Twenty points just sitting on the bench, uh, and then Jamal. Uh, what that's Jamal what Williams. Swift had? Williams. Oh, because he got like, so many. Swift got so much yards in uh, receiving, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, that's why I drafted Williams. him. I knew he was going to be catching the ball. Williams, they're one and one a right now. I mean, they're both powering that ball and getting. They're going to be a running offense, and I didn't want to even touch Jamal Williams. <laughs> Because I thought they were going to be so bad that there would be no point, even though we knew they were going to be running offense. But man, they—they're getting the ball. They're, they're keeping it going, yeah. and I mean, I guess they're running, and 
maybe opening things up for golf a little bit by running first. Yeah, yep. I I have Williams in one of my flex spots yesterday, and that that was a it wasn't great news, but I mean with the running back injuries that I've gotten this year, it was a bit of a bright spot for me. Um, someone else that was on my bench uh, jumping around to games, which is one that we'll only talk about a little bit of it. But, um, man, how much does Jalen Smith or Jalen Hurts love Devontae Smith? Like, he absolutely loves the crap out of them it's right they're they're back together uh i mean the first touchdown he threw to him was beautiful it was hurting because i'm sitting here i'm in georgia cheering on the home team i want the falcons to do well jamie and i talked about it yesterday that it's just Good things are going on when the Atlanta Falcons are winning. So we're we're cheering for them a little bit. And um man, it's every time they get close, nothing. The Falcons are who we thought they were. They and that's that's what multiple Falcons fans have told me. Um my father-in-law told me that yesterday. Just just don't watch the end of the games. Cut it off about halftime and because you know what you guys, yeah, you guys looked okay early on. I thought you guys your defensive front and secondary, I guess, just doesn't have much going on for you. Is that what it is? I mean, I guess it's the I I don't know if it's Matt Ryan's field vision, but he wasn't necessarily throwing to receivers that were open yeah and it's hard for me to believe that throughout a whole game Ridley and Pitts aren't getting open over and over again Davis was getting open more I felt like Pitts had like what five or six targets was it he only had three grabs I think eight targets eight targets four receptions okay all right I mean, you know what? That's about right, 50%. But, yeah, I, I don't know why I wasn't looking for more if they just didn't have that many opportunities uh, on offense. Um, I was flipping between that game and the uh, the Bills and Steelers game, and unfortunately, Jamie uh, is probably smiling and went to bed happy. I'm sure his, his wife thought he was oh, sexy yeah. last night after the game and all. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so upset that the Steelers pulled that game out. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm that defense, man. That yeah, defense. Yeah. I put him on the bench. I should have started him. I mean, Josh Allen stuck. He stunk against them last year too, and I kind of regret drafting them as early as I did in one league. But uh, yeah, I think the Steelers well, have Allen's number, so they'll be good later. But go ahead, talk oh, about I your mean, glorious. Talk about your glorious victory, Jamie. I, I'm having fun listening to everybody else talk about it. It's, um, yeah, I didn't expect it. I thought it'd be a good game. I, I I think when Glenn and I talked about it yesterday, I said, man, I I feel like, you know, the Bills are going to win this game, but I'm going to be rooting for the Steelers and, you know, I'm going to pick them to win because they're my team. Um, I mean, impressed with what I saw, the defense was awesome. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, you know, that's 
that's how you that's how you go in and be a team like the Bills offensively is be uh, disruptive as possible on defense and put up enough points on offense. And that's sort of the Steelers mantra through the whole through their, you know, that's their thing. Defense is good enough to keep just enough points on the board that the offense can can put enough to win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that your offensive line definitely wasn't what it needs to be. Uh and not he didn't get much breathing room back there, and neither did Big Ben. And I don't know, Big Ben. I saw a uh, well, oh, a, let's give Bills are stingy D, man. Bills let's give the defense. Bills defense some credit. They're gonna, they're not gonna give up a lot to anybody. Yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. You're right. And, and the Bills will be fine. They're gonna take this loss, and they'll go, and they're still gonna be a 14 win team. Yeah, you know, 14 you. or 15 win team. Yeah, uh, I, was I feel like the Steelers fourteen feel, in a regular season or yeah now, yeah. Um, yeah they'll be they'll still even win the division I think, but um, it's big for the Steelers because yeah that's a big one for you uh, because of how the season ended last year. A lot of question about coming into this year. Hopefully, it's something they can build on. I know offensively they need to do a little bit more, but you know I'm gonna take the win and run. Yeah, it's early in the year. Yeah, I mean, you know, Mike Tomlin Tomlin wasn't going to go seven months or however many months it is and and not be completely prepared for this Bills team. So, yeah, yeah, Tomlin's he's a great coach. There's hands down, got to respect the man. And uh, unless he's trying to trip our uh, our uh, our our guy going down the sidelines, but that's different. The the kick (laughs) returner. Yeah, the kick returner. Get who was that? Jacoby. uh... I think it was Jacoby Jones. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Jacoby Jones. Can't blame yeah. him for it, but. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. I was on the field. Um, <laughs> then we got, what What else do we have here? The, the, Last... the... Go ahead. Huh? You go. I was, I was going to talk about the Browns and the uh, Browns being the Browns. Uh, I mean, they had <laughs> that game all but locked up against the team. Right? Like, they, they had the, they were in the driver's seat and they just. That's, they were the Browns. Recording that's, stopped. That's what um that's what the Browns the Browns thought they had it won. But when you look on to huh? I think you stopped recording. Yeah, I mean it's not recording just on my uh computer. I don't know Sorry. why it was. Um but the Browns the Browns thought they had it won, but when you looked over on the other side of the field to the Chiefs, the Chiefs still knew they had that game won. Like Patrick Mahomes, they were down. It was the score was 10 to I don't know, 20 something. Yeah, um, 20 or something, yeah. And Patrick Mahomes was still on the sideline, joking, smiling, laughing, giving guys high fives. He wasn't, he didn't look stressed. He didn't look like he was like, we have to win this game. He was just like, oh yeah, wait till they see what we're about to do. And then, um, then, I mean, they just. Dude, that play, he made, he was running a bootleg. I don't know if it was a called bootleg or what, but. He threw that ball like 40 yards downfield, downfield. Across his body. Oh, my. Yeah, and he did it to the Ravens in, play, in the playoffs or maybe it was the end of the regular season like three years ago. Uh, and Tyreek Hill just 
somehow Stands works his defender it. downfield. Defender doesn't know where the ball is. He he runs a pass and cuts back to get the ball. You're just like, <laughs> and then he like tiptoes into the end zone. You're like, this dude is unbelievable. Those two together are, are maybe the best combination I've ever seen. I don't know. There's been plenty like Tom Brady and uh, Randy Moss, but I mean, yeah. there's been, I'm right there with you, bro. It's amazing what they do. They're special. Yeah, they're like connected, man. They're they're yeah. working together. Brady and Moss were good, but not this good because Brady wasn't this good. Brady mm-hmm. was smart and he yeah. knew where to throw it. But and Mahomes, Mahomes at one point, did you see where Mahomes was playing? He was like this uh, defensive end comes rushing in like this and he's just like, oh, yeah. like goes totally sideways and just I'm like yep. flicks his wrist. And it's like, yep. My my father in law was like, "Now that's backyard football. Yeah. That <laughs> like that's not professional football. That's backyard football." Yeah, and Mahomes, Mahomes, and Stafford with that sidearm throw, man, I swear. Yeah, Stafford and Stafford real. last night. Uh, he's as good as I was hoping. Mm-hmm. He, I, I needed him to be. He yeah. shut me up. I was still wondering if it was him, if it was the Lions. I mean, I know it was the Lions. I didn't know how much of the Lions may have worn off on them. I mean, we saw how they treated um, Megatron. I think it's just the organization, like you're saying. It's the Lions. I mean, the the head coach in Sean McVay, he's a smart dude. Yeah. He's got now one of the most accurate and best deep ball passers in the league in Matt Stafford. You just didn't. How many Detroit Lions games were ever on TV? Like we, no one saw him unless you're in Detroit. We all knew he was good. We all knew he put he he's put up four thousand yards with Megatron like it was no you know yeah it was easy. Um, and that was before everybody was putting up four thousand yards. I mean, yeah, this dude, this dude, in, in this system with McVay and the receivers that he has are going to be they're high powered man. They're gonna they're gonna be winning a lot of games. It's gonna be hard to it's gonna. Teams aren't going to be getting leads on them without having to the fear of them coming back every single time. No, I mean and their have, defense is good. Sorry, going yeah, no problem. I mean Woods. What some people are saying is their best receiver was number four on the uh, receiving chart this week. Yeah, but now when people are going to play Jefferson and Higby up a little more then he's going to be the number one receiver and cup is going to be down at fourth. And it's, he's got, he's going to have a field day this year. You're starting all those guys. I mean, Jefferson, I don't know if you're starting him every week, but I probably still wouldn't. But I mean, as far as woods and we might be in three weeks from now, he might be. Can can I ask a question? Is Jefferson like, was he did emerge this year? Has he been there? Who is that guy? uh, so he was – was he a rookie last year? And I know he was in the um, Hard Knocks, and I, they loved him in Hard Knocks when they did L.A. and, and uh, L.A. They did both teams. I think it was last year. Um, they loved him. He, he was just a young guy, and uh, he, he had a few good games last year, uh, but just wasn't getting – I mean, he was Jared Goff was throwing him the ball, so if uh, everyone was healthy, he wasn't getting a lot of action. Um, Goff is not known to get through his reads very well. Um, yeah. So Van Jefferson, that that opening drive, I guess it was. That was a that was a great catch too, um, over the shoulder. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean he, he'll be good. Yeah, he'll, he's their three, I guess, is what he is, right? I 
I guess I would yeah. put him. I would put him at three because technically it's probably Cooper Cup and Robert Woods are probably technical with the talent from the last couple of years. His, yeah, his dad was a professional football player as well. Van Jefferson. They share. So. Cook and Woods shared the number one and two slot, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, yeah. Cup and Woods, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cup's one more touchdown. And 220 yards last year throughout the whole season. So yeah, he didn't get much play. He's he's already he got 80 yards from yesterday and one touchdown. So three targets. So he made made sure to make it uh made him work. And yeah, Stafford looking looking like a young man again out there. So y'all y'all know what game surprised me yesterday? New Orleans and Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, someone tell Dave, this is the Aaron Rodgers I thought we were going to get last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, he needs, whoa. I'm not, I, I'm not against long hair, but Aaron Rodgers needs a haircut. He looks like he's strung out on something. <laughs> I'm a little worried about him. Um, he, he complained. Or is this all part of the plan? Do this for one season, get out of Green Bay without giving Green Bay anything else. It's not like it's like, yeah, maybe I could win a Super Bowl this year, but I don't want to win a Super Bowl for you guys. So is I, this all hope, part of the plan? I hope you're not right because I drafted Devontae Adams in one league, expecting big things out of him. And I, I, you know, I don't know, man. Rogers is a he's a He's a difficult person to understand, to say the least. Um, he's His family doesn't understand him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's – I mean, is he playing mind games with the whole Green Bay uh, front office? Maybe. I don't know. He uh, – I think this is just a aberration, and I think he will be just fine. And they play the Lions next week, and we know what Garoppolo did against the Lions. So, And also, Jeff Akuda's out for at least a few weeks. I think he they might have – I think he tore his Achilles, so that's the year for him, if that's what it was. I'm not sure if they know for sure. But, okay. I mean, he's going to be torching Detroit. It's gonna, they're going to get up and blow him out. I mean, they might win uh, 50 to 7 or something silly like that. That's my you opinion. Telling, you telling everybody to R-E-L-A-X, Jeff? I think so, yeah. R-E-L-A-X, guys. That'll be right, fine. Rodgers will be just fine? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I know he wasn't – I mean, I was expecting a little bit more out of Green Bay. Um, just sim- just simply because more. of the offseason, but we'll see. Yeah. I, I that- they weren't even running the ball either. They weren't doing anything. No. Things to even just- They're good, but – There are two things I just want to touch on. Um before we jump into Monday night's game, tonight's game, and um, I wanted a little more time on it, but there's so much going on. Um, Yesterday, the Carolina Panthers were on the New York Jets 33-yard line and decided to punt on a fourth and six. Just let that sink in. That's how much faith they have in their field goal kicker. But just – we'll just (laughs) – let that sink in. Um, another thing, and I said two things, but I'm going to add a third thing in. Another thing, 
I don't know if any of you watched, but Dan Snyder, one of the rich guys out there, he needs to uh, hire a plumber because during yesterday's game, a sewage line broke in the stadium and started dumping sewage right on fans. Maybe it's a little karma for cheering Mm -hmm. for a team that you probably still refer to them as their old team, but for refer for cheering for the Washington racial slurs in section C 18, you get a treat today. So that you should check it out. It's on Twitter. It's out there. If you just type in Washington football team, sewage or probably sewage in washington football team stadium you're gonna see it dumping out it was disgusting the third thing i just uh want to say kel's hat reminded me i i check out the nfl's next gen stats because they give you all kinds of awesome like scientific facts like yesterday, Melvin Gordon was the fastest NFL or the fastest ball carrier hitting a speed of 21 miles an hour at one point. Um, so that's a cool little website to check out. You see like fat, I mean, the fastest sack, I think, uh, and all kinds of stuff like that. So it's really, really cool. And now I want to, I just want to thank you guys for listening to the Bring It In show and guys get ready. It's Monday night, Christmas night, Ravens, Vegas. It's going to be a good one. I think, I think it's still going to be a good one. A lot of people are putting a lot of doubt on the Ravens um, because as everybody knows, there's a truckload of ACL injuries that have happened to the Ravens. I felt like it was only happening to us. Then yesterday I see a couple guys go down, unfortunately. Um, and I know it's not just the Ravens. It's just a tough sport. Um, and these things happen, but I mean, we got one of the top cornerbacks in the league in Marcus Peters out one of our number one running back jk dobbins out our number two running back gus edwards out our number three running back justice hill out um lamar jackson lamar jackson is in and the thing is we we've got a bunch of wide receivers that are on the mend but jeff every everybody's feeling good now except bateman right the wide receivers we got sammy Watkins should be playing tonight we got marquise hollywood brown hollywood hollywood coming from the hotbed of florida football hollywood right around miami I expect a lot out of Andrews, and I expect a lot out of Hollywood, too. Uh, and then don't forget Tyson Williams, uh, who is going to be the number one running back for the Ravens tonight. Uh, he's out of BYU, too. He's a 
he's not a young rookie. He's he's uh, I think he's like 25 years old, and he's got okay. some wag to him. He'll, he'll be good. But yeah, the the receiving squad. I mean, I think Boykin might be out, but we've got yeah. Duvernay, James Prochet as well, and they're they're good. We'll be we'll be good, man. And like I was telling some people, um, Wooten who comes who jumps on every once in a while, uh, gives us some NBA analysts and whatnot. He was he's trying to scare me about our wide receiver core and whatnot. But I'm like, we haven't really ever had a good wide yeah. receiver core, yeah. and I mean. I want to see Duvernay and Prochet out on the field getting reps. So it's, it's their it's their turn. I mean, and like like we were talking about, sometimes it's just that hunger. You get your chance to shine during a game time. And some people just step up better during game time rather than practice. You always yeah. may have a little lag on practice, but game time, you're ready to go. So um extremely excited uh about that now the line on the game is baltimore uh negative four and four points or that we're giving uh, we're giving them four points yeah yeah so i'm uh i'm most excited to see how vegas uh is this year I mean, no one's talking about Vegas, right? Like nobody, I, nobody. They're just they're just chilling. I mean, they got they're... they added, uh, what's his face, um, carry not carry on, uh, Kenyon Drake. Yeah, he'll be like their third down back. I'm guessing Josh Jacobs will still be their first and second down back. Uh, Derek Carr is Derek Carr. I mean, he, you know, he's like oh, he doesn't let plays develop so much, um, and he he's one of the fastest to get rid of the ball in the league. Well, that's not good. I mean, that's I mean, why your Henry offensive line made. Yeah, Henry, Henry Ruggs is invisible last year because he, he's a speed guy, and and our boy Derek Carr couldn't couldn't wait long enough to get him the ball. So that's why. They, I mean, I had Ruggs last year, and he would have an amazing game, and then nothing for five he, weeks. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say four, but yeah, five is probably closer to. <laughs> I mean, so they they think it's going to be a shootout with uh, 51 points. So, I mean, I, I, I am excited. I, I, I don't know. Even with a beat-up Ravens team, and maybe I'm just drinking the Kool-Aid still, I think it's going to be a lot more than a four-point game. I hope and so. we still I think we will hit the over but it's we're not going to come close to the spread the Ravens are going to demolish the spread and we'll still hit the over what's that the over 51 yes yeah, 51 that's not terribly high but yeah, yeah I mean we'll put up we put up points man I don't care who we're playing against, we're going to be scoring points. If we if we don't score more than uh, more than twenty seven points, I'd be shocked. No, I don't yeah. know about. Uh, it, it hurts. It really does hurt. And I have Marcus Peters, man. I mean, we know he's it out. Uh, we know Derek Wolf 
He went out early in the preseason, uh, and he's an important linebacker for us. Um, Jimmy Smith is questionable. I think he's got to play, right? I think he's got to play, too. (laughs) I think when he's questionable, he's in the game. It's doubtful or out for him to not make it. So I think Jimmy Smith plays because – and that will be – Good for Vegas if he doesn't play. That will be good for Rugs if he doesn't play to not have two of your top well, uh, cornerbacks out there. I don't think Smith will be covering Rugs. They'll drop safety help if Rugs is running deep. I guess. Uh, I mean, yeah. Darren Waller is gonna be. He's gonna be lighting us up. He's gonna have yeah. a big game. I mean, obviously, if you drafted him, you're starting him. Uh, I think Kells, you're beating me right now by like thirty points or something. No. Are you? Am I? Uh, I, I? I'm doing this new theory this year. I'm not checking my fantasy until Monday, midday, or Monday night in all my leagues. Yeah, you, I was beating you, then you started beating me. I mean, it's been an up and down. Yesterday was – I was all – It's a weird, weird day of football. I was seeing all the stats, and I was like, I don't know how I'm doing, but I like this new style. It lets me enjoy the games more. You're beating me by 19, and I got Aunt Mark Andrews going. So I need a big one out of Mark Andrews. And then in another league, I got – You can get Mark. it. You can get two touchdowns. It could happen. It could happen. Uh, and then get another league I'm in, let me just tell you, I got Lamar Jackson, and I'm down 33. So that could happen there too. I don't know. We'll see. I'm counting on my Ravens today. Big homer uh, action going on. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm pumped for that. And, uh, yeah, like I keep saying, I'm about to go get some ribs from the market. And uh, oh yeah, I'm going to start getting things ready for the game right now. It's like hey, 10 hours. The, there's a hot tight end, man. Uh, I can't remember his name right now. Jawan Johnson in New Orleans scored two touchdowns. You might want to think about adding him to your waiver wire. He didn't get a lot of targets, but. He's in the red zone every time. So, okay. need a tight end or back up. He's a good guy to get. Check it out. Check it out. Sorry. Guys. Nice. No, it's all right. It's all right. right I'm just, I was just, uh, I think we're, we're right about time to uh, say, send it off. Yeah. To say bye and thank you guys for joining us. I hope you guys did awesome in your fantasy leagues and your pickums. I did not do well in anything yesterday. So I'm just uh, going to sit here, look at some waves rolling in, um, wait for this Ravens game. And tomorrow I'll readjust my football life and uh, I'll start back over. We got an extra week this year. So it's like, this is my wash week. My yeah, wash I mean, week. This is basically preseason uh, week. Right? I mean, like a lot of teams didn't start their guys at all or playing at all during preseason. So a lot of weird stuff happened, man. I mean, real weird. Brian Fitzpatrick getting injured in like the first, I don't know, set of downs he was out there for, like killed me in daily fantasy. I mean, he absolutely. Yeah. I would have. I would have been great if it weren't for him. I hope he's all right. I hope he gets back. But uh, Heineke, Heineke filled in pretty well. And yes. I'm sorry to derail this again, guys. I'm excited. We're man. just excited. We're just excited. Yeah, yeah it's all right. <laughs>
All right. And I want to thank you guys all for joining us. And we will be back next week. Check us out. You can always get us on Facebook, Instagram. And we're out. Peace. Thanks. Thank you for listening to WRUULP, Savannah, Georgia, 107.5 FM, WRUU.org. We are Savannah Soundings, community radio with Global Soul. This portion of WRUU's programming is brought to you by listeners and by Brighter Day Natural Foods. Brighter Day Natural Foods has been serving Savannah's healthy food and supplement needs since 1978. It is located at the corner of Bull Street and Park Avenue. They have online ordering and curbside delivery available. And now a walk-up window for smoothies, juices, and sandwiches from the deli. They are open from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. More information can be found at brighterdayfoods.com. The Junior American Traditions Vocal Competition is seeking vocalists 18 years and younger to come to an open call audition on Saturday, September 25th at the Lutheran Church of the Ascension, located at 120 Bull Street. Junior ATC will also be accepting video auditions for any students who feel unsafe to take part in a live audition setting in September. All vocalists must sign up by September 22nd, and we will assign times based upon each student's availability. Application to participate is available at the ATC website, atcsavannah.org slash juniorATCapply. Again, the deadline for application is September 22nd, and the application can be found at atcsavannah.org slash Junior ATC apply. What does it mean when we say that WRUU is a community radio station? It doesn't just mean that we invite the community to create programming, and it doesn't just mean that we are a voice for the community. It also means that we are counting on the community to keep us going, and you are the community. Almost all of our modest budget comes from small annual or monthly donations from listeners like you. You get to enjoy our community-focused programming because many others have stepped forward to do their part. Now do your part by joining our community of listener donors. Go to wruu.org right now and make a one-time or monthly donation. And thank you for supporting Savannah's community radio station, 107.5 FM.